Previously on Murphy. Good afternoon. I'm Detective Sergeant... Zach Sherwood. After all these years. Merlin Murphy? I haven't seen you in 20 years. Of course I can't trust you. Childhood friends. Long story. They're coming for you. Who? Who's coming for me? The judges. You know, I could use you by my side. So I take it you're in? Yeah, I guess I am. I want in. Just like that, we became a trio. Monsters seem to be changing, and I need help keeping humans and monsters safe. New loose ends. Professor Ardeline invited me personally. He was a mentor to me when I was training for Parliament. They need to be eradicated, Murphy, as much as you foolishly refuse to understand that! Like it or not, these creatures need help. Not pitchforks and torches. I'm sorry you've let the people who did this job before you scare you into believing otherwise. People like your parents. They felt exactly the same way I did, and if they saw who their own daughter had become, they would be almost as disappointed as I am. She got to the pond first. She saw him fast. Fucking hell. Oh my god, Marius, you stupid old man. Murphy, look. What is that? A coin? I know this symbol. The following episode of Murphy contains violence and strong language. Murphy, created by Alexandra Monroe. Episode 4, In the Woods Somewhere. Written by Drew Burt. Guinness, Hosier, and greedy little gingers looking to hide their pot of gold. And Bram Stoker. Yeah, him too. What can we expect to find on this little vacation, Murphy? Think there's a banshee loose in the hills? Or maybe we'll find a poor Selkie woman who needs help finding her skin. First off, how the hell do you know about Selkies? I've been doing a little research. And banshees aren't as terrifying as people think. Besides, coming here was Elliot's idea. Where is he, anyway? Elliot is getting everyone's luggage all by himself with no offers of help from either of you two, thank you very much. Oh, right. Sorry, mate. Ah, don't sweat it, lad. Welcome to Ireland, my home. After shit went sideways in Romania, we went home and took Marius's books and papers that weren't ripped to pieces. We wanted to figure out anything we could about the medallion we found next to his body. For weeks, we read every book possible from my library to Marius's collection, but couldn't find anything I didn't already know. The insignia on it was a mark rooted in dark magic. It looked like if Marius had any books on dark magic, they weren't here. Another dead end. Elliot stopped by every few days to check in. At one point, we did end up telling him everything that happened, but he didn't really push the issue. Then, one night, he walked through the front door and told us he'd had enough of us working ourselves to death and that we needed a vacation. He said he had the perfect distraction. There was some big festival in his home village of Cool that his family takes part in every year. We said no, but he didn't care. Come on now, you two. We've still got a three-hour drive to me folks' house. Three hours? Aw, oh, cheer up, you baby. I'll tell you what. No complaining on the drive, and I'll take you to see the cliffs some more. They're only about an hour's walk from me village. Ever seen them? No. Not since I was a kid. Oh, you'll love them, you gloomy langers. The edge of the world, me village calls it. Come on, the car is over there. I'll drive.
As we were driving through the countryside, I couldn't stop thinking about Romania. But seeing the rolling green hills almost gave me a sort of calm. Almost. Those two were sitting up front, talking about all the parties and the food and the shit we were going to do. Like it mattered. Elliot was giving Jack an earful of his village's traditions. There are four seasonal festivals celebrated by several folks, including me family's druidic ancestors. We just missed the Lunasa celebration a few weeks ago, actually. That means Sam Huayne is next? Sawain, but... Oi, good on you, Jackie. That'd be the next festival, but we're celebrating the festival of Cromdu first. Cromdu? Wasn't that some evil deity the Celts worshipped? Ah, so she can still speak. Only took about two and a half hours of driving through the Emerald Isle for you to take interest, eh, fish girl? Fuck off, Elliot. If you actually read the stories, it wasn't really evil, per se. People made human sacrifices to ensure, but that's more a reflection on the people than the deity, wouldn't you say? Well, deep. But this year, you two will be the main sacrifices. Okay, we're not in the mood for a joke yet. That's fine, that's fine. The festival is on Sunday, so hopefully you'll have lightened up by then. That's in two days. Aye. Two whole days of drinking and partying and carrying on. I'd wager the party's already started, knowing my family. You've not been to an O'Donnell party since last year's Christmas at me flat, Jackie boy. I don't remember that. Exactly. There'll be plenty of whiskey and moonshine and mead to go around. Thank fucking God. Elliot, your home is lovely. And much larger than I expected. You like it? Mida has a bit of a green thumb. Are we the only guests? Ah, well, um, yes and no. Uh, we've got quite a number of families staying here, but they stay here all year long. You have siblings? No, no, um, my aunts. Aunts? Elliot? Welcome home, Took darling. long enough, Ellie. Hello, Elliot. Hello, my lovelies. How have you all been? Good to see you. How's Ma and Da? Uh, oh, has Nana arrived yet? Uh, when will festivities begin? You'd better have saved some mead for me, Aunt That's yes, Aunt a Mars. lot of family. Yeah, I'm suddenly way more uncomfortable. <laughs> you too, huh? Yeah, I didn't realize we'd be bunking with so many people. He's mentioned his aunts to me before, but I didn't think they actually lived here. Things are making a little more sense about Elliot. Like why he's... Also a lot, I agree. Hey, are you okay? You've been quieter than usual. I'm fine, Jack. Obviously, I don't believe you. Come on, talk to me. Okay, fine. All we've been doing is fucking up, okay? My rule is no killing, right? But I'm not doing great at saving either. There. Happy? Ecstatic. But that's not true. We didn't kill Peter, did we? Yeah, and you were pissed off about it. At first, yeah, but you... And I thought I could trust Marius. I know we don't have the same beliefs, but he straight up betrayed us. Betrayed me. And now he's dead, and all we have to go on is this medallion. I don't even know where I've seen this damn thing before. If my own mentor did this, then who can I trust anymore? You can trust me. Yeah, okay. I want Peter to pay. <laughs> How do I know that you won't do what you think is the right thing either? Murphy, look at me. You may have come back into my life like the crazy loose Ken that you are, but I promise you that I will never leave you behind. Okay? I felt his hand on my shoulder. For the first time in a while, I looked into his eyes. I knew he was telling the truth, but I laughed to myself for a moment. I'd never noticed the spot of hazel in the blue of his eyes before. Okay, Jack. And let me introduce you to two very good friends of mine. This is Jack Sherwood, my old partner from the Force. Oh, Ellie. You never mentioned how handsome he is. <laughs> Settle down, Aunt Flora. And this is Merlin Murphy, an old friend of Jack's. They met back up recently over a case we were working. Good lord, Ellie. She's gorgeous. 
Where do you find these people? Now don't you go and make my friends blush, Aunt Ida. It would be mighty impolite to do so before the first drink is poured. Ah, we've been drinking since noon, Ellie. You were taking too long, the glass was empty. Ah, oh, Aunt Maeve, that sounds about right. Now, let us bring our bags in and get settled. Then we can have a nice chat around the table. All right, Elliot. Your man and are in the kitchen. They're finishing brewing a couple more jars of shine. Aunt Nora, you're an absolute blessing. We'll be right in. We should have a look at Ellie's baby pictures. What? Your aunts are... Uh, a lot. They're a lot. Oi, they're a bit eccentric, but they're fun. And trust me, if you drink with them, they get funnier. What if you don't drink with them? They just get louder. Now, get your own damn bags. I'm not a bellboy. And will you please try and relax a little? Whatever you say, Ellie. <laughs> Fuck off, you bastard. Murphy wasn't joking when she said Elliot's family was a lot, but they were very welcoming, and after downing half a jar of moonshine, I think she was feeling a bit more relaxed. I sure was. Let me top you off, love. Thank you, Ida. I could tell Elliot's aunts were from his mom's side of the family. The resemblance was uncanny. He definitely got his black hair and beard from his old man, though. So... How have preparations been going, Da? Ah, uh, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, Robert O'Shea is the master of the hunt this year. Ah, good for the old boy. What'll he be hunting? I well, hear he'll be headed out to hunt duck tomorrow morning, but uh, you know, whatever it is, I hope he's careful. Especially this year. What makes you say that? Well, uh, son, uh, you remember old Seamus? Aye, mighty prick he was. Ah! Elliot O'Donnell, you watch your mouth. Sorry, Ma. Ah, the boy's not wrong, love. Always took my morning paper, miserable arsehole. Finn. Yes, love? Don't make me get the wooden spoon. Ah, right. Uh, um, he was in, um, uh, unpleasant fella. Better. What happened to old Seamus? This morning, I found him half dead in the woods, laying out in one or nonsense he was. Good Lord. Do they know what happened? They're saying an animal attack. Strange thing, though. When they found him, he had nothing but a big slash across his face. Each eye bleeding out. Nothing but jelly. Jesus Christ. Mr. Sherwood. Sorry, Alice. Uh, Miss O'Donnell. Uh, ma'am? Smooth. Where is he now, Da? Put him away in an ambulance, ten. It's not uh, 30 minutes before you got here. They're saying his sight won't come back, though. Terrible thing to lose your sight. Aye. But Nana's been blind since before you were born, Ma. She moves around just fine. One big slash across the face doesn't sound like a random animal attack. Was there anything else weird? Ugh, like I said, load of nonsense. It wasn't really there. Da? Well, we heard that when they found old Seamus, he was muttering something to himself in a daze. What did he say? A load of bollocks, that's what. Such as? It had no head. God help me, the horseman had no head. I think he had a wee bit too much to drink before going out this morning, the old drunk bastard. A horseman with no head? At Alice's words, something unlocked in my head. Like, like I'd heard of a headless horseman before, in some old memory. I couldn't quite place my finger on where I'd heard it. Aye, uh, that's what he said. I think he'd been reading up on too many of those old fairy tales. What fairy tales? Surely you've heard tales of the dark headless fairy? He who crosses over the veil to our realm. Alice, to... maybe we'd better say the stories for the festival. Ah, Finn. You stopped her right as you got going. It's not her story to tell this year. Mom tells it better than Alice anyway. Bloody rude, Nora. No, it's all right. I shouldn't spoil the story. Besides, it's time we all went to bed. Uh, don't worry, Ma. We'll clean up. Good boy. 
But you know, I could have your father do it. He wouldn't no, no, mind. No, no, no. If, if, if they're offering and, and let them do it, Alice. Don't deprave <laughs> the boy. Thanks, Da. Oh, but don't be up too late, son. You know you're going to find a piece of blackthorn in the morning. I've uh, got a wee project for us. Alice, just one more question. This fairy, what's it called? The Dullahan. The Doolahan, Elliot? Really? What? Oh, come to me home for a wee getaway. Help take your mind off things. Oh, and by the way, there's a harbinger of death that might pop in for dinner. Did I forget to mention? Oof. Could use some work, love. Uh, cups go in that cupboard, Jackie. Right, thanks. Wait, so what is the Doolahan? Well, you know the legend of Sleepy Hollow with the Headless Horseman? Yes. It's like that, but worse. Well, uh, some scholars think the Dullahan is thought to be a sort of omen of death. Like a grim reaper, neither bad nor good, just an embodiment of death. Oh, well, that's comforting. Not to mention that if you see him and you're not on his list at the moment, he blinds you. Do you have any other dish towels? This one's soaked. Uh, here, under the sink. Old Seamus must have seen the Dullahan and got blinded for it. It's possible. From what I've read, the Dullahan isn't known to attack unless provoked. Almost like a wild animal, wouldn't you say? I guess that makes sense. Where did the wine glasses go? Uh, on the rack over by the sideboard. Holy shit, Elliot. Got enough mugs? It's something of a growing collection. What are we going to do about the Doolahan? If it's even here? Supposedly, if we don't approach it, it won't have any reason to attack us. Unless we're on his list. Ha fucking ha. So, avoidance? Fine by me. Good lord, it's almost 1am. We've got to be up tomorrow to help with breakfast. I'm sorry, we? You're right. You. I've got to be up earlier to help Da. Then I'll help with breakfast. Hey, your guests at my house. You're getting put to work. Is that really why you brought us? Wow, a top-of-the-line detective you are. Also, Minana's coming tomorrow, and I want to make sure this place is perfect and clean by the time she gets here. Now... Get upstairs. I'll finish putting the dishes away. Good night, Ellie. Good night, fish girl. I couldn't sleep that night. Hours passed and nothing. I mean, I usually sleep like shit, but this was different. I've seen a lot of things in my time. And I mean a lot. I've gone toe-to-toe with werewolves, tracked yetis and blizzards and bitch-slapped vampires. But the Doolahan is the only thing I can't fight. If you're its target, that's it. It's only a matter of time. There's no defense against it. Even the Ursas, the elite agents, couldn't come up with anything. Nothing but hoping you weren't next. Relax, Murphy. It's too damn warm in here. There we go. Wow. It's almost dawn. Maybe Elliot's right. Maybe I need to try just having fun. It was kind of nice helping Elliot and Jack clean dishes. Almost felt like a family chore. Besides, we're in Ireland. I've been here thousands of times, and it always gets me how beautiful it is. Even now, the way the sun is just barely rising over the trees is beautiful. I looked down at the empty street and only saw Elliot and his dad walking back in the house from the woods, Elliot carrying some sort of stick. The way they laughed and looked at each other made me think of my dad. What the hell? Hmm. Nothing. The morning in cool was otherwise still and calm. I could feel the chilly air blow through the window and cool me down a bit. Made me a bit drowsy. I suppose I could still get a few hours in.
Murphy, wake up. Go away, Jack. Breakfast is ready. Elliot's mom made Irish coffee. Gimme. Good morning to you too, sunshine. No talk. Just coffee. <coughs> and whiskey. While Murphy was still asleep and I was getting ready, Elliot's grandmother had arrived. When we both finally walked downstairs, she was sitting in the living room across from Elliot, who had just bought some tea. Oh, good morning, you lieabouts. Uh, Nana, I want to introduce you to my two friends that begged to come with me this weekend. Oh, that's bullshit. It's very nice to meet you, ma'am. I'm Jack, and this is my friend, Murphy. It's a pleasure to meet you, Jack, and friend Murphy. Yeah, nice to meet you. Um, Nana? Mary. But Nana works for now. Elliot was just telling me about you two. Now you recently helped solve a case that was thought to have gone cold. Why would have never guessed it to be the Lord, let me tell you. While she was talking, she refilled her teacup, grabbed two cubes of sugar and found the milk, as if she knew exactly where it all was and how much to put in without it overflowing. If it wasn't for the glasses and the white cane at her side, I wouldn't think this little white-haired lady was blind. Elliot! Give us a hand, love! Uh, coming, Ma. Uh, you two keep Nana company. I'll be right back. Ah, uh, Elliot tells us you're something of a storyteller. I do pride myself on telling stories, I. Especially to the Waynes. Well, not so we anymore. What brings you to Cool Dears? Just the festival? Well, I've actually just resigned from my job, and Murphy here is... On a tour of Europe. I happened to run into Jack while going through York. One thing led to another, and suddenly I'm here. Is that so? Funny how life works like that, eh? Indeed. We've also heard you're well-versed in tales and stories of a certain headless rider. Is that right? Ah, you mean the doula hand, of course. I am more well-versed than anyone in this wee village. Maybe even this part of the world, I'd say. Though that's where everyone gets it wrong. He's not headless. What? The Doolahan still has his head, though it be not on his shoulders. No, he carries it still, in his saddlebag. And there it remains, staring at you with a set of unblinking yellow eyes and a wide, sickening smile, Showing every crooked and pointed tooth it has. Wow. We've also heard a rumor that the Doolahan could be in the woods right here in Cool. You've certainly heard plenty, haven't you? <laughs> Aye, it be true. He does roam these woods, though he does not remain there. Souls all over Ireland need collecting every day, and with a fierce crack of his whip, he rides hard into the night seeking those whose hourglass has finally run empty. But should you hear his hunting horn, you mustn't go to the woods that day, for it means that death is sure to follow. Wait, did you say a horn? I don't know why Da puts Ma's pie plate so high. Anyway, what are we talking about? It seems these two were able to swindle a wee part of the Doolahan story out of me a bit early, dear. Ah, you tricky dossers. What part did you get up to then? I was just telling them about the Doolahan's hunting horn. Ah, and about the woods. That part always spooks me, like a threat. If you come near me today, I'll kill you. Reminds me of Murphy without her coffee. I heard a horn this morning. So, we shouldn't go into the woods today? Definitely not. Wait, Murphy, this morning? Yeah? Oh, God... Robert, uh, the, the master of the hunt, he was supposed to go hunting this morning for the feast. It's still early. Where's his house? On the northern side of town. We have to run. Nana, we'll be back. Robert! Good morning, Elliot. How you been? Emily, I'm sorry to cut you off, dear, but where's Robert? Robert went out hunting early this morning. You know he's the master of the hunt this oh, year. Oh, shite! Elliot! Sorry, love. Robert might be in danger. Which way did he go? 
He talked about going northwest. Elliot, what's going on? No time to explain, Emily. We'll be right back. Elliot! Elliot took off across the field towards the woods in the direction the hunter's wife said. I was about to run after him, but Murphy grabbed a hold of my arm. What are you doing? This thing is no joke, Jack. I know, that's why we're running. Jack, you don't understand. This thing... I don't know anything about it. It has no weaknesses. I don't have a set of knuckles or a wild rose that could help us out of this one. If we see it, we're fucked. Murphy, Elliot's already halfway across the field. If he sees it, he's fucked. We can't let him go alone. Listen, I'm going after him, with or without you. You're stubborn as hell. I learned that from you. As soon as we walked through those woods, I knew something was wrong. I couldn't hear a single bird or animal. Where the hell did he go? Elliot? Elliot! Elliot! Robert! Robert, where are you, you old buffoon? Elliot, she said northwest. Are there any popular hunting grounds that Robert preferred? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I've never hunted with him. Robert! Jack. What about anywhere your parents told you not to go during hunting season? Jack, look! I, I don't know, Jack. Nowhere I can think of. Okay, what was he hunting? Jack! What? Look. Flattened grass. There, too. These tracks are fresh. I see them. Look over there. They're leading to some snapped twigs in that direction. Elliot. Hey. Elliot. What? We're gonna find him. Okay? Focus up. Okay. Um, da said he was hunting duck, but I don't know of any duck ponds in these woods. But we do know he's here somewhere. Then we'll follow these tracks until we find a duck pond. Keep your ears open and your eyes on the ground. I wasn't getting my damn eyes gouged out. Nope, not today. I just kept looking at the ground, going from one track to another. The further we moved, the more I could hear the woods come back to life. Distant birds, a few squirrels running up trees, and... Quacking. Up ahead! Well, there's definitely ducks here. Oi, but no sign of... Elliot, look over there, on the ground. Is that a tree stand? Oi, uh, that's Robert's tree stand, all right. It's got his name on the tag. Looks like it collapsed. Look here, Jackie. What do you make of this? Looks like the strap that held it to the tree snapped, but it's frayed, like it was worn away. Oi, too messy to be a cut. Here, I assume this is Robert's hunting rifle? Your guess is as good as mine on that. Guys, there's blood on this rock down here. The pond water hasn't washed it away yet. Elliot, the pond. <gasps> Robert! That's a lot of blood. Come on. Come on, Robert. Come on, old son. Come on. Oh, God. Elliot? He's... He's gone. Elliot went back to the village to get the doctor. Jack and I stayed with the hunt... with... Robert's body. I looked over the scene to see what I could figure out. After a few minutes, I noticed Jack had been staring at the pond for a while. Jack? Jack? Cracker Jack? Hey! Huh? You alright over there? Yeah. Just feeling a weird sort of deja vu. Well, enough reliving the past. I can't find any sort of tracks other than ours. Murphy, maybe this was just an accident. But I heard the horn. I heard it this morning, Jack. I know I did. I believe you. But look, we already put together that the strap had snapped due to overuse. The way the tree stand is laying, it looks like it collapsed and threw Robert clear. That would have caused him to land at the shoreline, slamming his head into the rock you found... I'd wager it's probably what broke his neck, too. After he landed, he rolled into the pond. 
Long story short, accident. I... I just... I know I heard it. Sherbert. All right, we're still here. No sign of anything out of the ordinary. Worst part of the job, I know. See you soon. The doctor's on their way with a stretcher. Elliot's staying behind to tell Emily, Robert's wife. When the doctor got there, we loaded Robert up on the stretcher and brought him back to the village, where Emily was waiting with Elliot. When she saw him, she turned and buried her head into Elliot's chest. It didn't take long for the ambulance to arrive and bring Robert's body out of cool. Emily went with him. Jack, are you okay? Do you see that? Out there in the tree line? I don't see anything. Huh. Must have just been my eyes. <sighs> Looks like any weekend plans that were supposed to happen today will have to wait until the festival tomorrow. Elliot, I'm so sorry. Uh, I appreciate that, Murph. We didn't really know him that well, to be honest. I, I mean, I knew him, but we weren't really close. Well, I'm sorry anyway. Oi, it's a shame. What should we do then? Uh, I don't really know. Pub? Sounds good to me, Elliot. <laughs> Thanks. Both of you. We spent the rest of the day at the pub, and it turns out we weren't the only ones. The place was packed with people drinking to Robert's memory. We stayed and drank and sang for hours. Elliot left a little earlier than us, said he wanted to see his parents. Jack and I stayed until the pub closed for the night, and we went back to Elliot's house to crash. We weren't really in the mood for anything else. I wasn't expecting you to be out, mate. Oh, you couldn't sleep, lad. I'm sobered up when I got home and just needed to enjoy the silence for a wee bit. You want a puff? It's me dad's homegrown tobacco. No thanks. Pipes aren't really my thing. <laughs> Suit yourself. What's on your mind? <sighs> this whole... Dolahan thing. There's something... There's something about it that makes my skin crawl. Like... Like I've been in this situation before. Like you've been around a headless horseman before? Well... Yes. I mean, I thought it was just a Sleepy Hollow story. But... When we were at the pond... I don't know, it made me think of this pond I played around when I was a kid... When I saw Robert in that pond, I had to tell myself to breathe. I forgot to breathe, Elliot. You don't need to think to breathe. I... I remember your phobia. Do you think this could be bringing up some sort of... Uh, repressed memory? Usually when you have such an intense reaction, it's due to an experience your brain would have rather you forgot. Maybe. But if that's true... What did I want to forget? Hmm... Maybe this Marius fellow. You said you found him in a pond. No, I don't think so. This feels... older. What's that? Oh, this? This is what me da and I have been working on. It's called a shillelagh. It's not quite done yet. Uh, we fixed a few bends in the branch, but it still needs work. It just looks like a walking stick with a bunch of knots. <laughs> oh, it's much more than that, Jackie. It's a rite of passage. 
When an O'Donnell reaches a certain stage in life, the parent and child go into the wood, find a strong piece of blackthorn, and the child crafts the shillelagh by his own hand under the parent's guidance. Wow. That's incredible. And it looks well made. Thanks, Boyle. I'm liking how it's coming along so far. (laughs) Hey, maybe this whole pond situation has to do with that time Marino fell off the boat. Remember? During that drowning case last year? (laughs) Oh, you mean when we had to listen to him whine about smelling like fish for days? (laughs) Oi, and you had to... Jesus, Mary and Joseph Murphy. I thought we woke up one of me aunts. Surprise, bitch. Nice shillelagh. You know, you two talk louder than you think. Well, let's go for a walk then. You sure as hell don't want to see me Aunt Flora when she's been woken up before 10am. And that was where me school was. Schoolmaster was one of the brightest ladies I'd ever met in me life. Such a kind, sweet soul. It sounds like you loved living here. Aye, that I did. But I knew I had to get out of this town. You know, I, I loved being born and raised here, but I didn't want to live and die here. Besides, if I hadn't moved to York, I would never have met... Quiet. Do you hear that? Hear what? Oh my god. Run! Run! What the hell is that thing? Shut up and run faster! There! The church! Barricade the door! Quickly! What the fuck? That thing had no fucking hands! What the hell was it carrying? It looked like a whip. A whip? It looked like a fucking spine! You said it wouldn't attack unless provoked. I know. I know. I don't know why it charged after us, but... The table didn't do anything. Look away, Jack! Get behind me! Oh, fuck my hand! Looking away wasn't enough. The Dullahan was moving toward Jack. I I tried to get between them, but the Dullahan threw me across the room with one swipe of his arm. Murphy! That thing grabbed Jack by the throat and placed a finger on his forehead. I panicked. I went through my pockets trying to find something, but only found the medallion. Get away from him! Jack! Come on, Jack, stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me, please. What the hell? Where'd it go? I... I don't know. I don't know. Move over. Let me check him. I've got a pulse. His vitals are still there from what I can tell, but his eyes are lifeless. He's not responding. What are you saying? I don't know, Murphy. I believe I do. Nana? What are you doing awake? You talk much louder than you think, dear. So I thought I would get up and make a wee cup of tea. Then I heard you yelling. That was the doula hens galloping whip I heard, yes? Oi. What do you know? Where is he now? Dead, I think. Uh, Murphy threw some bit of metal at him and he disappeared in a puff of smoke. Give me a feel of the metal. This is solid gold. How do you know? Gold is the only thing that can ward off the doula hen child. He's not dead, but if what I heard you saying about Mr. Sherwood is true, it seems you interrupted him just as he was taking Jack's soul. What? He fled when you threw this wee bit of gold at him, and a piece of Jack's soul went too. Seems like you threw it just in time if you'd waited any longer. Mr. Sherwood would be dead. Then how do we find him? You must go to the edge of the world, dear. The cliffs are more. There is where the Julehan crosses the veil into our world. There you will find him. Nana, how do you know so much about the Julehan? That's a long story I'll tell you someday, dear. 
but for now, let's just say the dual hand was the last thing I ever saw. Nana! Now go, and take Jack with you. Here we are. How's your hand? It hurts like hell. I think I can see bone. Okay, that's because you didn't wrap it right or stitch it, you moron. Well, excuse me, do you carry sutures around in your back pocket? No, but I've got some fishing line. Let me see your hand. (laughs) You really are a fish girl. Ah, damn! Be gentle. Quit your bitching. Elliot, I fucked up. Well, I hope not. This is my dominant hand. No. I mean, I really messed up bad this time. I'm supposed to be the one who has all the answers. Who knows every weakness to every one of these creatures. But I didn't. And now look at Jack. He's a husk. This is the part where you're supposed to say it's not my fault. The fact that you even said that tells me you know it's not your fault. Hold still. Here are the facts, okay? One day ago, you didn't know anything about this bastard except that he blinds people. And now, after being in the field, you stood against him face to face. And now you know his weakness. This isn't weakness, Elliot. It's postponement. Does it matter? It's more than you had. You don't have to know everything, Murphy. There's probably information in your wizard books that even you don't know. Always keep learning. That's what Nana says. How does she know so much? Other than experience? My guess is the druids, our ancestors. It's in our blood. She's got some pretty old books, probably done a ton of research herself. I'm sorry, the druids? Like, eat a mushroom, snort some pine needles, talk to trees, druids? (laughs) Absolutely not. The druids were an intellectual class, not hippie magicians like whatever you're a part of. Well, that would explain a lot. Come again? Were you calling me intelligent? An actual compliment? From you? Ugh. Never mind. You're all stitched up. (laughs) Thanks, Murph. What's up with you and Jackie boy? I... I lost him once, Elliot. It was my fault, and I don't want to lose him again. He's here. Don't look up and stay between him and Jack. I've got the medallion in my pocket. We've come for- Be silent. I know for why you are here. I am only here because of the trinkets you carry. If you wish for Jack Sherwood's soul to remain in my possession, then present it before me. Why did you take Jack's soul? Jack Sherwood was fated to die. Twenty years, two months, and twenty-three days ago. With drowning, having taken his life as I approached to collect his soul, he was pulled out of my grasp by unnatural means. Long has he eluded me, living on time that does not belong to him. Take my soul instead. It was my family and our experiments who saved him from death. Take me in his place. Silence! It is not your time yet, Merlin Murphy. Nor is it yours, Elliot O'Donnell. But there is one whose soul I crave more. That medallion you carry. It is one of many that belong to a group led by a man who has lived hundreds of years. One who has eluded death for far too long. 
Tell me his name, and I will return Jack Sherwood's soul. His name? I simply need to speak his name with intention, and he will meet his fate. <laughs> I speak his name, and he will finally be mine. If that's true, why didn't you just speak Jack's name? The same force that delayed his death blocked his name from my sight. Why did you kill Robert O'Shea? Robert O'Shea was not fated to die on this day. I warned him not to enter the woods, but he did not heed my warning. The horn. It was a warning, not a threat. Got any ideas? One. If you return Jack Sherwood's soul, I swear on the oath of the Parliament that we will find the name of this leader and return here once we have it. of the world, Boyle. Jack, what's this? I don't remember getting a tattoo. And if I did, it wouldn't be of an hourglass. That's just tacky. I could hear Nana's words. He seeks those whose hourglass has run empty. We had one year. What happened? Did you get one? <laughs> I'm not getting a tramp stamp for you. On the walk back to Cool, we told Jack everything that happened, from his soul being taken to our striking a deal. I left out the part about drowning 20 years ago, but Elliot didn't. God, I hate him. But Jack actually seemed to take it pretty well, all things considered. Oh. Oh, fuck. You've got to be taking the fucking piss. Oh, yeah, just, um... Just give me a minute. When we got back to cool, it was almost daybreak, and the festival seemed to be getting started. We debated if we should stay, with Elliot saying we should. It might be our last day of celebration for a while. Let's make the most of it. Besides, I've got a bit more work to do with me da. So we stayed until the next morning, when we had to leave and say our goodbyes to Elliot's family. Here, take care of this for me, eh? But no, no, that's... that's Papa's wedding band. Oi, and he'd want you to have it. It's solid gold it is. Oh, I see. You're a sly one, aren't you? Where do you think you got it from, dear? Your dad's side. Take care of each other. We will. Thank you, Nana. Crafted, sanded, stained, and finished. This is one of the finest Chevalies I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm not just saying that, because you're my boy. <clears throat> and take it with you wherever you go. May the roads be open to you, and may the wind be always at your back. 
I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, Elliot. <laughs> Thanks, Da. I'm Monsieur already, kid. Um, here, uh, today's paper. Some uh, reading material, eh? And here, a new pair of brogues. You got holes in what you got on, love. May the roads rise up to meet you. <laughs> Thanks, Ma. You'd best keep out of trouble, young man. I love you to the moon and back. Not if I can help it. I love you both. Goodbye, Jack, sweetheart. Bye, Marilyn. Farewell, Marilyn. Bye, Jack. Take care, Marilyn and Jack. Bye, Jack. Nice meeting you, Marilyn. It's Murphy. We loaded into the car and started our way back to Dublin Airport. God, I couldn't wait to be home. We're not going home yet. What? Why? Something strange is going on in Dublin. Look at this news article. Murphy Episode 4, In the Woods Somewhere, was written by Drew Burt and directed by Alexandra Monroe. Featured in the cast were Emma Grace Myers as Merlin Murphy, Dan Vasquez as Jack Sherwood, Drew Burt as Elliot O'Donnell, Anton Correa as Finn O'Donnell, Soren Correa as the Dulahan, Elisa Elicio as Aunt Maeve, Daniela Francischetti as Emily O'Shea and Aunt Flora, Allison O'Brien as Nana, Christina Adele Quoca as Aunt Ida, Angela Strauman as Alice O'Donnell, and Annie V as Aunt Nora. Murphy was produced by Alexandra Monroe and Annie V. Dialect coaching by Anton Correa. Music, sound design, and music supervision by Dennis S. Mowers. Songs featured in Murphy Episode 4 include Ireland's Coast by Matthew Pablo, Enchanted Festival by Matthew Pablo, and The Mysterious Companion by Hit Control, all used under a Creative Commons license. Production and post-production were realized by Dennis S. Mowers Music, LLC, in Brooklyn, New York. This is Alexandra Monroe.